Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show uh, right ahead. They've got a ton of stuff to get to, as always. As always. Uh, and I think you're going to enjoy it all. And if you don't, don't say anything. Just take it. So, <laughs> this is pretty interesting. Uh, Joe Manchin, I guess, is considering leaving the Democrat Party. Uh, you know, Kristen Cinema did it the other day. She's actually fairly principled. Joe Manchin is just a, uh, uh, there's a word I would uh, I would use for him that I can't use on the radio. Anyway, he, he calls himself the Senate's most moderate Democrat. That's uh, nonsense. He is as left as anybody and will line up as long as he gets paid uh, by whatever he signs off on. He's, he's, a, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. I'm just saying that because I believe it. So uh, Manchin was asked if he'd follow in Cinema's footsteps and declare political independence. He consi- he, he's confirming he may consider it, but he's staying put for now. He quotes, I'll look at all of those things. I've always looked at all of those things, but I have no intention of doing anything right now. Whether I can do something later, I can't tell you what the future is going to bring. Didn't make a whole lot of sense. He says, I'm not a Washington Democrat. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes, you are. You are a sellout. I started following you and you sold out and put your name to Obamacare. Give me a break, man. You were just honestly. And if a Washington Independent is, we'll see what happens there. We'll have a look. People are registering more for in. Aha! That makes sense. Okay. People are registering more for independent than any other party affiliation. They are sick and tired of it. Well, the reason being is Joe Manchin is going to get stomped in, uh, in the next year, in his uh, election cycle in 2024. He's going to get stomped. And this is the only way that he could possibly, possibly save his political skin. Uh, but I don't think it's going to work. You know, whatever. Um, oh, also, 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 the uh, the son of Paul Pelosi's alleged attacker, David Dupap, is breaking his silence. David Dupap's 42. He's arraigned uh, today on charges of attempted murder. Uh, Dupap's son, Neb Osvad Sky Gonzalez. Uh, insisted the, his father is no dangerous to society. He says there is almost no person on this planet who's gone through so much suffering. If you look into his eyes, you can see how sad he is. He isn't a danger to society. I don't even know if he attacked Mr. Pelosi. For all that we know, he has some sort of he was some sort of sex slave, as Elon Musk pointed out. I don't know. I had heard that in the gay community in uh, in San Francisco, he was part of a group of. Man who, you know, but anyway, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, he is being uh, charged with attempted murder, first-degree residential burglary, elderly abuse, uh, abuse, assault with a deadly weapon, threatening family members of public officials in connection with the October 28th attack on Paul Pelosi. Now, you know that ABC News originally reported that uh, Paul Pelosi invited him in the house, didn't, uh, didn't run to police, didn't act like he was any any duress whatsoever, and then uh, this guy uh, attacked Paul Pelosi. And then that reporter at the NBC station was fired. It's just kind of weird. Kind of weird. Uh, and this guy, this he is mentally ill. I will tell you that. 
This man is mentally ill. Uh, this is what his son says. He often told us he was raised in an abusive home. He would be physically abused by his par- his grandparents. Instead of staying around to take the abuse, to Pap would escape to the ocean and swim all day. His grandmother dumped a pot of boiling water on him. A piece of clothing melted into his flesh, scarred him for life. This uh, this uh, his son tried to visit him at the jailhouse, but he's not been allowed to do so. Huh? Huh? You know, this to me, this man is is mentally ill. If anything else, he's mentally ill, and he needs to be cared for. He needs to be cared for. But you see, in this day of uh, political nonsense, uh, Nancy Pelosi and the left-leaning uh, uh, Justice Department in San Francisco will will wreck him. He will go to jail, and we will never know. Um because it's more important that uh, Nancy Pelosi and her, and her husband be protected than someone spending their life in prison. That's really what it's all about. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, I want to mention something real quick. If you uh, if you want to catch the show, we're doing something new with the podcast. Because we know that a two-hour podcast is a lot to ask. I understand. I mean, I know as much as we like to spend time together, you know, maybe we need some time apart, you know, maybe just an hour a day or maybe an hour divided into two one hour segments, which is what we're doing. We're taking the whole show, taking out the commercials, making it into a two part podcast every day. There you go. So one hour segments, perfect for, you know, walking the dog, uh, perfect for, I don't know, putting your ears when you don't want to hear your spouse um, or going to the gym. So just go to uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast if you'd like to subscribe, and I would encourage you to do so. That would be great if you would, actually. Uh, you can also go to Apple Podcasts and give me a five-star review. That would be awesome, too. Here's what life is like in America. Joe Biden yesterday was very excited that inflation ticked down to only 800% more than it was when Donald Trump was in office. Only 7.1% over last year. Now... Um, that's not the whole story. No, no, no. Food and home prices jumped 12% in November compared to the same month of 2024. And if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong, you need a home and you need food. Right? Right. Shoppers struggling to cope with soaring food prices, flocking to discount stores, snapping up expired or near expired foods. Now, I can uh, relate to this, and I still do it. Um, and, and I tell you what, I will never get over the uh, habits that were instilled in me as a child and as an adult during hard times. When I was a kid, we, there, was a, there was a store called the Half Price Store, and that's where my mom would go get our stuff. And we'd go get, uh, like, <laughs> these shoes that were terrible. They were like, they weren't Nikes. They were like, uh, Likes or just a fake low. I mean, it's the cheapest shoes. And that's where we went, the Half Price Store. And uh, we got everything at the half-price store. And then we go to this plain-label grocery store. It's called a generic store. And, and you literally, the boxes would be on the shelves. You'd have to get in the boxes to get your food out. And now I still go when I go to Walmart, and I do shop at Walmart. I shop at Aldi. I shop at Target. Not very often. Uh, but anyway, and I look for the yellow sticker at Walmart. Because the yellow sticker means on clearance, about ready to throw it out. And, uh, and they, by the way, Thursdays and Sundays, best times to do that. But anyway, um, so that's what people are doing now. The average price of eggs, listen to this, has gone up 49%. Did you notice that when you bought eggs last time? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Canned fruit and veggies, 18%. Consumers eager to pinch pennies. Also uh, turning to mobile phone apps and discount websites to find bargains. So you can go to expired foods to save money. One Chicago discount store reports lines snaking out the door. Inflation dipped in November to 7.1. Grocery stores waste still way up. Cereal and baked goods up 16%. Milk, 15%. Have any of your paychecks gone up that much in the last year? Anybody? No, probably not. Probably not. Uh, Ron Rojas, the owner of Chicago, Illinois discount store Continental Sales, Lots for Less, said he had to add two extra shopping lanes to cope with the extra demand from people desperate to take advantage of stupid prices. A food dive, it's a company called Food Dive Study, in September reeled six out of ten of the 2,000 customers surveyed reported buying food close to the expiration date due to affordability. The study also found that 46% said they disregard the printed expiration date altogether. And with some things, you can get away with that. Bread's going to get a little hard. Fish is going to start to stink, and you probably don't want to eat it. I'll just tell you, I speak from experience. This is from Ron Rojas. When it's approaching expiration dates, I call call it phenomenal pricing, like half or more off. When it goes to the thrift section past our expiration date, it can be anywhere from 75 to 80% off, 90% off. We call them stupid prices. When they get to that point, Rojas has been selling food up to and past expiration dates for 40 years, says he's never... uh, He's never seen the stress of inflation really beginning to bite like it has. The last six to eight months, we've had to two more shopping lanes. Uh, it really started picking up more in September. Well, that's not what Joe Biden is saying. He's saying everything is great. Maggie Kilpatrick visited a salvage store for the first time in June after the cost of her favorite gluten-free products skyrocketed. Oh, man, I'd love to have dinner with her. Not. She said that uh, face, uh, someone in the Facebook group had mentioned a salvage store about 20 miles away. She was stunned by the bargain she found. She found vegan butter was only a $1.99. Dear God, they don't give that stuff away. Uh, about $5 less than Whole Foods. I'm surprised the Whole Food Shopper would be seen in such a low-life store as this. Yeah. A flash food app has 2.5 million users, allowing shoppers to use their mobile phones to search for nearby stores with groceries approaching their expiration date. That's great. That's where we are now. Yeah, buy rotten food. We're beginning to look a lot like Cuba. Unbelievable. Protections have all failed. Your freedoms, they have been nixed. Elections, they are all fixed. If you even question it, you're jailed. It smells good. Joe's beginning to look a lot like Castro. And it smells rotten. Dictator in disguise. This has hair growing on it. The media stayed run. Protects Joe and his son. The will of his own people he defies. We're beginning to look a lot like Cuba. Cuba. Down the tubes we go. But the thing that scares me the most is our freedom could soon be toast. Thanks to Sleepy Joe. Thanks to Democrats and Sleepy Joe. I bought some uh, uh, near expiration uh, ground chicken. And I made little egg rolls out of it uh, last night. And generally, when I go to Wally World and I and I if I buy like uh, the, the yellow sticker on the meats, that means if use it now or freeze it because tomorrow uh, it's going to smell like uh, you know Jimmy Hoffa's trunk. You don't want to go there. 
not good. <laughs> it is not good. But this is the world we live in, right? This is the world we live in. All right, so coming up, I've got a bunch of uh, Twitter stuff. And uh, Elon Musk, by the way, has cleaned out the uh, San Francisco office. He's auctioning off office supplies. It's not for money. It's really just to rub Twitter's uh, face in it. Uh, We'll get to that. And then also, uh, you won't believe the number of people in this country who want Congress to go after social media companies for censorship. Yeah, uh, most Americans think it actually is happening, and they want it to stop. Here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. For all those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours, it's the Rob Carson Show. The majority of Americans approve of Republican plans for a congressional investigation into social media companies and overwhelmingly believe social media censorship is a problem. This according to uh, Rasmussen. This is pretty, uh, this is pretty nice. And um, I'll just say that, uh, I, as I've said before, and I do believe that this will catch on, we have been experiencing a conservative apartheid for a very long time in this country. And most recently, it officially became apartheid because it's government policy. We know that the FBI and the DHS was working with Facebook and Twitter to shut down the Hunter Biden laptop. That's all the evidence you need. But it's going to get bigger and badder and worse than you can ever imagine. And this includes every search you've made on Google. You know how important Google is to our day-to-day lives? Last night, I'm, I'm making some, uh, what did I make last night for dinner? I made egg rolls. I never made egg rolls before. It's kind of fun, actually. And I know what I do. I Google the recipe. And I go there, and I'm looking through the egg roll recipes. First, first uh, on the... Uh, on the uh, the list here, there's like number two was, uh, you know, chicken egg rolls. Number three was, and, but the number one search result was Trump will never be president again. It's weird that way. No, that did actually happen. But you know what I'm talking about. When you would have looked at, like, I was looking for just Sam Bankman Freed this morning saying that he wanted to give a billion dollars possibly to the Democrat Party in 2024. Couldn't find the video. Went to Duck, Duck, Go. Couldn't find it on Duck, Duck, Go. So who the hell knows? You guys are just... I know you know this, but I think a lot of Democrats, a lot of people who are on the fence, maybe middle of the road, like even my wife doesn't know how badly you are being herded. You're being thought herded. You are. You're being told what is verboten, what is misinformation. The government decided that they would call any counter belief to the government narrative disinformation. It's been done before. It's just we don't do a very good job of teaching students history. And so they just kind of go along, and they think it's no big deal. La, 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 la. You can't think anything about COVID treatments. You can't think anything about CRT. You can't think about anything about Black Lives Matter. You can't think anything about sexualizing children in school. It's just the way it's been. Majority of Americans do approve. 1,000 people surveyed by Rasmussen survey found 66% of likely voters approve of GOP plans to investigate social media, including 43% who strongly approve, 26% disapprove, including 13% who strongly disapprove. And they're just radical leftists who have never been told and never been blocked and never been banned and never been shadow banned. Republicans, 86% more likely than Democrats, 52% to approve of investigation plans. A majority of voters from both parties are in agreement. 63% of, of uh, unaffiliated voters can concur with uh, Republican investigation plans. This gets a little cloudy. More than three quarters, 
77% of respondents believe it's likely that social media companies like Facebook censor news and commentary because of political bias. 77%. About the same percentage going into the midterms who thought the country was going in the wrong direction. That's true. Only 14% say it's unlikely social media sites are engaging in political censorship. Sure. Sure. 72% of likely voters think social media censorship is a major problem. Last night, uh, Chris Salcedo on Newsmax, heck of a guy, by the way, had a guy named Ben Swan on from Sovereign Communications to talk about what's going on. And he has said uh, last night what I have been saying for a very long time, that uh, it isn't just Twitter. All right? It isn't just Twitter who said you couldn't talk about the 2020 election issues. It was all of them. And all of that comes from one place, the only place powerful enough to declare what is truth and what is disinformation, and that's our government. Well, the word you use there, Chris, and it's good to be with you, the word you use there that's so important is crimes. These are crimes. It is illegal. Uh, in the United States, for any government agency to work to suppress information, to work to suppress uh, free speech, they cannot compel a private company. You know, the excuse... They didn't have to. They went along with it. ...that's used so often when it comes to these companies is, well, they're private companies, they can do what they want. Well, nope. No, they can't. Government cannot impress upon a private company to infringe upon the rights, the constitutional rights. And I've said that. Twitter does not need to honor the First Amendment, but they cannot become a tool of the state. That's illegal on both sides. Rights of citizens of this country. That is a crime. And so, yeah, every single government entity, every single government individual who was involved in this should be prosecuted. They should receive jail time for this. But remember, if I were sitting on Santa's knee, that's what I would wish for. Remember something, Chris. This is something. That and then, I don't know, like Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas, cellmates in San Quentin. It's been going on for a long time. It's been happening with the FBI and Twitter, we know that because of the Twitter files. How much bigger does it get? But there seem to be, you know, as we, as we go through these Twitter files, a very important point here that I hope is not lost on your audience. Yeah. And that is that every single other major big tech platform, YouTube, Google, um, Facebook, Instagram, mm. Snapchat, TikTok, oh. every single other major big tech platform is doing the exact same thing right now. That's being revealed in the Twitter files. It is wow, that is just crazy. Yeah, did you hear that, kids? I mean, you think you got freedom of speech? No, 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 no. We have descended into Chinese communist uh, uh, party territory, into Soviet Union territory. And I am not being hyperbolic, not one little bit. Listen again. And that is that every single other major big tech platform, YouTube, Google, um, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, every single other major big tech platform is doing the exact same thing right now that's being revealed in the Twitter files. It is not something that is specific to or limited to Twitter. It is the cancer that runs through all of big tech. Mm -hmm. That's right. If the uh, mainstream media, big social media, and the deep state all say what you believe is 
disinformation or misinformation. It means you know the truth. Uh, Twitter is skipping rent on its San Francisco HQ, selling office equipment. And uh, so they're going to move out, hopefully move out of uh, San Francisco, although they may just be uh, renegotiating leases because they fired so many people. Uh, By the way, they've fired about 80% of their staff. And I would venture to say you could probably do the same thing to the federal government. Nothing to get you federal government employees, but uh, you know that should be the next fat-cutting operation, by the way. Uh, we've got uh, some red-hot Ron DeSantis action saying he's going to go after vaccine companies for vaccine injuries. And your phone calls, 800-922-6680 on this Wednesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Titanic is going down, and there's no room on the door for Democrats. It's the Rob Carson Show. I love Christmas music. Come on. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Michael Bublé. Everywhere you go <laughs> This guy's voice is just Take a ridiculous. look at the five and ten It's glasses once again Unbelievable Candy canes and silver lanes that glow Merry Christmas, by the way, and uh, Happy Hanukkah as well yeah, it was really funny. I was driving. I was driving down the street last night, and it's it's dark, and I and I look at this yard, and uh, <laughs> they had really big, uh, really big lit up uh, uh, words in their yard just spelled out, and and I'm seeing, I'm driving up here, and all I see is the uh, the the letters O Y, and I'm like, okay, th- there you go. There's somebody celebrating Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's taking a cue, you know? And then I then I drove a little further and there's a tree obscuring the J. <laughs> and that was kinda kinda funny. And, and you know, I, I uh regardless of what you're celebrating, obviously there's a, this is like this is a wonderful time of the year. Uh and and I never get tired of it. I never do. I think it uh it is uh, is a gift. Um, to have it, there's just a feeling about it, and I hope that uh, I hope that you catch the uh, the Christmas spirit. Um, this is kind of good. I'm gonna get to Ron DeSantis audio in a second. Um, you know, there are a lot of shenanigans. There's a lot of nonsense. We know the big social media was, uh, you know, working with the mainstream media, big social, uh, and and the Democrat Party to shut down free speech. We know that. We know that we couldn't say things about like Disney and uh, them sounding off on the don't say gay bill. And you couldn't uh, say that, it, uh, you know, the don't say gay bill was not about not saying gay and it wasn't discriminatory because that was verboten as well. Well, a Disney investor has filed a lawsuit against uh, Disney, alleging its response to Florida's Parental Rights and Education Act fostered a far-reaching, swift and severe financial risk for the company and stakeholders. This is great. When your company that you have even a share in decides to go woke, file suit against them. How's that sound? I think that's a good idea. Hell, I might even uh, you know try to rustle up some money. I don't even know what a share of Disney is, probably more than I can afford. But anyway, uh, the Disney investor Keith, uh, Kenneth Simone filed a 22-page lawsuit uh, de- demanding the company deliver its eternal records uh, regarding its objections to the Florida bill. Basically, it uh, it brought uh, Disney into the world of princesses can be boys and all of this nonsense. And, uh, and it was really stupid for a company that caters to children and their parents who love them and don't want them exposed to sexuality. It was kind of a risk. 
and uh, they lost money, and they fired their CEO, and now I hope that they get their ever-loving rear end sued right off. I really do. I hope they... Oh, and then AOC, AOC, did you hear about this? AOC had this big... uh, documentary that came out in uh, let me see if i can find the story here aoc had this big documentary on uh on uh global climate change and all that and all the uh, the bull crap by the way um and uh, what nonsense it is <clears throat> didn't do very well at the box office it opened in 120 theaters and uh apparently only made 80 dollars per theater per theater because nobody wanted to see it it absolutely i mean it's a giant i don't have the story right in front of me. i'll have it shortly but uh, it, it did a face plant because nobody believes her. And they wasted four years on a documentary that they made a big deal out of it, showed in theaters, 120 screens, made $80. But uh, each one of those screens sold $1,000 worth of popcorn and candy because that's how much that stuff costs. No, not really. Oh, and then also Harry and Meghan is failing on Netflix. You know why? Because they're insufferable little D-bags that nobody cares about. Nobody cares about Meghan. Meghan was never going to be a big Hollywood star. She's just okay. She was on that show where they opened the suitcases with the money. Deal or no deal? She was one of the girls on that. (laughs) Yes, I know, I know. But nobody wants to see them because they're awful, miserable, insufferable people that have never, uh, you know, had to earn anything. Kind of like Michelle Obama. A little bit like Michelle Obama. And then there's, oh, and then Nancy Pelosi's uh, documentary is out, too. I don't know well how that, well that's going, but, you know, somebody who has a uh, lower approval rating than uh, eczema or uh, foot fungus, you know, probably not going to do too well at the, uh, at the box office. So, um Ron DeSantis yesterday went after uh, COVID lockdowns and nonsense. He managed to avoid a lot of uh, of that in the state of Florida. And um, I'll, I'll preface this by saying um, that uh, American First Legal has uh, literally uh, they are they have filed a lawsuit, and uh, they are going after Twitter's partner support portal used by elites to eliminate any info challenging Fauci approved COVID narrative. Did you know that? There's this doctor, Dr. Shiva Ayadori, uncovered Twitter's secret partner support portal that included government officials, Democrats, and top Twitter associates. So the government was knee-deep in big social media. The government, Joe Biden, and preceding Joe Biden, Democrats in the deep state, were controlling speech. That's illegal. People will have to go to jail for this. Absolutely, 100%. Dr. Shiva... Uh, built a special uh, said Twitter built a special porter, portal offered to certain government entities so that government officials can flag and delete content they dislike for any reason, as part of what they call the Twitter partner status. All right, AFL discovered the partner support portal for government officials, Democrats, and other stakeholders to censor and eliminate unapproved content and speech. They did this during the COVID pandemic as well uh, as we all assumed was taking place. They released their fourth set of shocking documents obtained from litigation against the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, the uh, revealing further concrete evidence of collusion between the CDC and social media companies to censor free speech and silence the public square under the government's label of misinformation. I would drop the mic every time that I'm right, but unfortunately, I'd probably break it, and it would be really annoying. 
but I've been right. The nearly 600-page release of documents contains new appalling information among those that Twitter ran a partner support portal for government employees and other stakeholders to submit posts that it would remove or flag as misinformation. Facebook has copied this approach for election-related censorship. Weird, right? This production also reveals that the U.S. government was actively working to socially inoculate or brainwash the public against anything that threatened its narrative. They also call that gaslighting, by the way. It did so by using aligned big tech corporations to monitor and manipulate users for the purposes of censoring unapproved information and pushing government propaganda. This according to the Gateway Pundit, by the way. For example, Facebook sent written materials to the CDC in which it bragged about censoring more than 16 million pieces of content containing opinions or or information the U.S. government wanted suppressed. Finally, the documents reveal the CDC was, quote, collaborating with UNICEF, the WHO, IFCN members, and leading civil society organization Mafindo to mitigate disinformation. Mafindo is a Facebook third-party fact-checking partner based in Indonesia that is funded by, are you ready? Google. By Google. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the AFL second release built the evidentiary record showing that the CDZ specifically sent Facebook and Twitter-specific posts to take down, throttle, censor, or flag. Or flag. There you go. Here's Ron DeSantis pointing out something I noticed immediately after the uh, pandemic and the shutdowns and the nonsense. Uh, We've seen uh, over the past few years uh, really the the bankruptcy uh, of the public health establishment. You know, we've seen a lot of ridiculous partisanship. I mean, I'll never forget that after hectoring people in April of 2020, uh, you can't leave your house. They were all upset at Florida because people were on the beach and playing golf and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, that if you left your house, you were almost like a bad person. They arrested a guy off the coast of San Diego for um, uh, surfing by himself. Until you started to have George Floyd protests. Oh, what? And you had massive numbers of people that are meeting to protest. And these public health people... What do they call those, a mass spreading event? Remember that? ...wrote a letter where, like, hundreds, maybe thousands of them signed, saying, yes, we don't think you should be leaving your house normally, but we endorse the protests. And basically said that it was important that people went out, even in big groups, and protested. And then they said in the letter that does not mean they support protests for other things like people that wanted to protest lockdowns. And so if that just didn't take the mask off and just just show, you know, that this is all just a huge political farce, I don't know what is. And you knew it, too. You weren't played. A lot of people were. You knew in your heart you were being gaslighted. We knew you, you knew you were being manipulated. I was listening to my friend Chris Plant this morning. Chris is an awesome talk show host. I love him. And uh, he said, you know, I, I don't know anybody who died of COVID. What the hell? What? How's that possible? One million people died in this country. And Joe Biden only had a candlelight vigil, like right at the beginning of his presidency, and then it just disappeared. Where, where's the memorial? Uh, you know, I'm not saying that people didn't die of COVID, but... I don't know anybody who died of COVID either. I do know families that have been affected by the fentanyl overdoses. Yeah. 
kind of weird that way. A little bit more from uh, Ron DeSantis about the vaccine. Well, this is part of the reason why we in Florida uh, rejected things like mandates and banned things like vaccine passports. You know, if you look, Stephen, what he said was, well, he got... I believe you could even go to church in Florida during the pandemic. Uh, not so much everywhere else. The, the booster because he Most. was going to travel. So what you had is you had a lot of uh, elites in this country trying to condition society so that if you didn't bend the knee, then you were basically a second-class citizen. And so in Florida, we rejected that and, and made sure that people could make their own decisions. And I think that <gasps> this is part, imagine that. part of the reason why is because, like, how could you, you know, use either coercive power of the state or use, you know, and they did. You know private sector collusion uh, to force a choice on someone without having any idea how that's going to impact that particular individual. People will need to go to jail. They will. By the way, the president, I think they're now the CD saying you got to get four boosters a year. Are you out of your nut? Yeah. Uh, Florida Surgeon General Joseph Labadeau, remember him? He said that you shouldn't get the vaccine if you're under 40 because uh, guidance has found that 84% increase in relative incidence of cardiac-related deaths among males 18 to 49 within 28 days after receiving the vaccine. Remember that? Couldn't say anything about it, even though it was absolutely true. Here's Ron DeSantis. He says he's going to go after vaccine manufacturers for that reason. Today, uh, I'm announcing uh, a petition with the Supreme Court of Florida to impanel a statewide grand jury to investigate any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines. And we anticipate that we will get the approval for that. Uh, that will be something that will be impaneled, most likely in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, and that will come with legal processes that will be able uh, to get more information. And Here is uh, Dr. Jay Badashara. Um, who I featured on the show before, saying that uh, during the pandemic, doctors who suggested anything but what the government was offering were shut down. And it's true. As a professor in, at Stanford Medical School for 22 years, uh, and I've never felt uh, so much difficulty expressing my professional thoughts. You can't have a differing opinion than the state with regard to COVID treatment in the state of California as a physician. About, about vaccines, they signed that law. Masks, lockdowns. It's been tremendously difficult to try to be able to say what I believe the scientific evidence is saying. There you go. When do you recall this ever happening in your life? All of this. Yeah. It should never become normal because if it does, it's over. And now's the time for payback. On the other side of this break, some crazy testimony with regard to the vaccine. That's coming up. Here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's The Rob Carson Show. I mean, you know, uh, it's kind of a, I, I mean, it's, 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 it's basically a social credit system, right? It's a system designed to like, uh, designed to like uh, tell people, look, I'm, I'm bad. 
I'm, I'm dangerous ideas. Don't listen to me. That is uh, Jay Badashara. He is a uh, physician who didn't join Twitter until like 2021, and he started talking about COVID and and uh, disagreeing with the government's treatment of COVID and all of this and the, the mandates and all that. And and then he he went on the blacklist. He was blacklisted, and he mentioned social credit system. Uh, basically, let me let me uh, simplify, simplify it. Social credit system is uh, behave like a good little boy or girl or whatever you are like the government asks you to. And if you don't, you won't be able to do anything. You won't be able to travel. You won't be able to bank. You won't be able to do anything. Don't believe me? They're trying to digitize the currency. Oh, yeah. And then a few months back, they decided to bring in a uh, radical uh, Chinese uh, communist to be the comptroller of the currency. But Congress rejected that person. That person wanted to get rid of the banking system and put it all under the offices of the government. This in combination with all of the things that I just mentioned about shutting down thought, yeah, makes you kind of wonder why Joe Biden got that millions and millions from the Chinese Communist Party. Oh, yeah, it was because um, he's trying to make it just like, uh, like China, and he got real close, didn't he? This is a Ron Johnson roundtable on uh, the vaccine happened, um, and, uh, and some of the things that have happened that have been underreported or forbidden by the government to post on social media. So can the vaccine cause myocarditis or inflame the heart? We now have data from multiple sources. The American Heart Association meetings this year from Dr. Lin, Dr. Wang writing for Cell Research, Dr. Avolio in clinical research all have elegantly shown that the spike protein, which the current mRNA vaccine products ask the body to make, are cardiotoxic. What? And cause the heart to be inflamed. Huh. Let that sink in. The current public health plan is asking our own body to make a cardiotoxin. Now, I did not take the vaccine. And the reason why, <clears throat> A, wasn't going to be told to take the damn vaccine by anybody. And B, when I was 30 years old, I had a strep throat and a very high fever. And I had a heart attack. I know. Crazy, right? No heart disease. But I had a heart attack. I had inflation, possibly an inflammation of the lining of the heart, possibly a blood clot thrown because of the temperature, the, the, the fever that I was experiencing, possibly a spasm of a vessel. But I had read some things about the possibility of heart issues associated with a vaccine. And I would like to uh, avoid those because I have a predisposition to having something like that happen. I'm very fortunate because I went from, you know, I went from bench pressing 350 pounds to being told, don't push too hard in the bathroom and carrying nitroglycerin in my, in my pocket for a year as a 30-year-old dude. Fortunately, uh, I have recovered fully. Here's a little bit more. This is Dr. Paul Merrick at the same uh, roundtable with Ron Johnson. In my hospital, I was banned or discouraged from using off-label drugs, which we use every day, methylprednisolone. Vitamin C. My hospital would not allow me to use vitamin C. We Think about that. Think about all of the hospitals, all of the doctors were told that they could not use their better judgment with regard to the treatment of COVID. Talking about basic safe drugs, and it's an outrage. What they wanted me to use was remdesivir, 
Wherever. Which was like uh, Anthony Fauci proposed for uh, the treatment of HIV. Uh, they had a drug called AZT, and it turned out to be really, really damaging. Uh, kind of like resdemivir sometimes. Remdesivir, we know, and this is not controversial. We know according to the... De- there you go. All right, we're going to take a break and come back much more on this and, uh, and uh, more. Your phone calls as well. This is The Rob Carson Show. No crooked establishment. None of that twisting the truth. No talking down don't to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. They don't tell, tell me how, how to think. think. They let, let me decide. Newsmax. Real news. For real people. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Final hour of the Rob Carson Show. If you want to check out the podcast, we've decided to change it up just a little bit because we know your time is valuable as well as your attention span. And so what we're doing is we're taking the whole show and we're making it into two segments. All the commercials are gone. Two segments, two one-hour segments, and you can listen to it while you're working on it or whatever, walking a dog, whatever. Uh, and it's available on all the usual uh, platforms. <clears throat> and I know many of you, uh, maybe maybe you're new to podcasts and uh, listening to podcasts and all that. Uh, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Will you do that? And then you'll see all the platforms and everything. You can download the apps. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, I, I wasn't really into podcasts until, of course, I started doing one. Um, but it is, it is kind of nice. And, and it's, it's not revolutionary. By the way, podcasting is nothing new. A lot of people say, oh, yeah, podcasting. And the young kids are like, oh, yeah, I listened to an hour program the other day, and they were talking about movies. And then I listen to I listen to this show every week. It's a drama, and it's about whatever. And I said, uh, yeah, you know what? Your grandparents used to listen to the same thing on the radio in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s. Those were podcasts. That's what radio used to be before they played music all the time. And then before they became talk, they were the original podcast. I know this because I'm kind of, you know, when you do radio for 30 years, you become kind of a historian on it when you, like, <laughs> when part of your career is history. <laughs> uh, but, you know, things like The Shadow and Life of Riley, things like that, that all started on the radio. Then it moved to television and radio became a music machine. And then Rush Limbaugh made it into, uh, you know what it is today as far as talk radio. Reinvented it, reinvented it, and reinvigorated it. If I were a woman, I'd be a little, uh, I'd be a little ticked off. Because in this country, women are manipulated constantly. Um, and and I, uh, yeah, I, this, it, it's, it, it's upsetting to me because uh, my mother was a woman, <laughs> my wife is a woman, and my daughter is a woman. And I know a lot of women. In fact, I'd venture to say at least half of the people I know are women because half the population is women. But women uh, continually are being um, subjugated, uh, objectified. I like to use the analogy that, uh, you know, years ago somebody said that women should wear their underwear to the beach. And women went, okay, I'll be fashionable. I'll wear what's called a bikini. It's weird because you go to like Victoria's Secret. If you walked into Victoria's Secret and you opened the door and there was a woman standing there in her underwear, she would scream at you and say it's, you know, whatever. And then you, I wouldn't encourage doing that. That's really creepy and it's illegal. But the, the woman will wear the same amount of cloth to the beach and no big deal. Not, and guys, I mean, honestly, you just sit here and you go, wow, I didn't even know how this happens. Then uh, feminism uh, showed women you could sleep with any guy you want. And uh, the, the, the one night stand, and, and and all the guys went, oh man, this is so freaking. Cool. I don't have to get married anymore. I can just ah, you see what I mean? And then it's like, oh oh oh, 
<clears throat> the the mini skirt that's another thing it's like i mean that looks really nice but what you really need to do is shorten up that skirt right up to you know there and 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 uh, you know women said okay sure i'll do it i'm not meaning to blame women for it i'm just saying you know it's kind of horrible how society treats women and and now we've got uh, women i mean men they're just men who suddenly say they're women and start competing with women in sports in uh, university of pennsylvania the uh, the the swim team all these women who'd spend their entire lives in the bulls working their butts off to get where they were with get scholarships and get championships and this loser leah thomas was a dude is a dude and his junior year realized that he was never going to make history uh, as a mediocre swimmer like ranked 500th in the country so he decided to be a girl and curb stomped all of the women 200 meters, one by 38 seconds, all right? It's stupid. Oh, and then also, you didn't know about this. Uh, still dated women. Yeah, still heterosexual, but grew his hair long and was able to shower with the women where actually they could see him exposed. That's what the, the madness that we've descended into. And this was another assault on women. Another insult on women. And I believe that we have a, uh, we have a theme song for uh, how women have been treated and how men who have always uh, uh, held sway with regard to society and jobs and we voted first and the whole deal. And now we are once again uh, you know, basically taking over and women are subjugated. When you're a man who calls himself a girl. He hasn't had a vasectomy. Voiceectomy. It can be a bonus. Be careful with that language. When you compete with women, you have to hide. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. Bow. Ooh, that pair of cojones. I can cycle against the girls, that's my choice. I can steal their medals with this manly voice Cause the left makes me feel The left makes me feel The left makes me feel like a transgender woman When I compete with females yes. I'm the one that's feared Cause I'm the only person in the race with a beard But somehow I feel yeah. The left makes me feel <laughs> They make me feel like a transgender woman 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 I would imagine your times go up when you're swimming when you have a rudder Just, just saying might might affect your turning ability. So, uh, as the proponents of the radical leftist gender ideology wage a struggle to supplant truth and inane gender-bending dogmas that defy reality, this according to uh, <clears throat> Breitbart. Um, <laughs> Dictionary.com has named woman, of the, woman as the word of the year. Now, I believe it was Webster's they made uh, gaslighting. 
the uh, word of the year. Uh, the website noted that the largest spike in searches for the definition of woman this year occurred after GOP Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee asked Ketanji Brown-Jackson to define the word woman <clears throat> during her contra- confirmation hearings for the Supreme Court. This would have, in insane times, disqualified her, but of course, uh, no, it didn't. She had no clue, even though, if I'm not mistaken, she is a woman answering the question. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. Can you define a definition of the word rock? Just a rock. You can't? Mm, not in okay. this. Case. How about water? Water has always been the same. So is woman. Untaxed. So I'm you not believe a biologist. The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition? Senator, in my work as a judge, what I do is I address disputes. If you know, I, honestly, I don't even care what your excuse is, that you don't know what a woman is, should disqualify you from being on the court. Dear God in heaven, what is wrong with you people? The website noted that the largest spike in surges for the definition of woman happened. Of course we know that. Our selection, the quote from um, um, uh, dictionary.com. Uh, our selection of a woman as our 2022 word of the year reflects how the intersection of gender identity and language dominates the current cultural conversation and shapes much of our work as a dictionary. That, my friends, is faculty lounge gobbledygook. More than ever, we are all faced with questions about uh, who gets to identify as a woman. No, you can identify. It doesn't make you one. The policies uh, that these questions inform transcend the importance of any dictionary definition. They directly impact people's lives. Shut up, my lord. Cambridge Dictionary still says, uh, you know, woman is an adult female human being. They also include a definition that reflects the absurd dogmas of the liberal zeitgeist in the issue of gender-deferring woman as an adult who lives and identifies as female, though they may have said to have a different sex at birth. Here's a sentence that they used uh, in the, uh, you know, because you got to use it in a sentence when you do the spelling bee. Uh, She was first a trans woman. She was the first trans woman elected to national office. Mary is a woman who was assigned male at birth. I don't have any more time for stupidity like this. Dear Lord in heaven. Dear God in heaven. (sighs) You know, this is, my mother passed away a year and a half ago. And this hadn't reached critical stupid before she passed. I still miss, every day of my life, I miss calling her. I miss calling her and saying, because honestly... You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a talk show host. I've got a syndicated show. I've got a radio show. I've got a TV show. But there's nobody whose advice I valued more than my mother. I mean, I don't give a darn. Victor David Hansen? I don't care. Victor David Hansen? What do you, you know, who, who, Ron Paul? I don't care. Rand Paul? I don't care. My mom. I miss that. I'd like to hear her take on this. And you know what it'd be? It would be a, a laugh at an eye roll because it's so ungodly absurd. This, this, all of this nonsense. And honestly, it's just time for the adults to take charge. It really is. We are, we are right now living at the hands of, uh, of, of children 
Joe Biden hired Sam Brinton because Sam Brinton was a non-binary uh, pervert. I mean, I was a pervert. He went to spankings. He did spanking seminars. Okay? You know, honestly, if you're going to be an adult and you're going to have an adult job, like being the director of nuclear waste disposal, how about get off t- TikTok and Instagram and stop doing uh, uh, spanking seminars and having your uh, your little uh, boyfriends dress up in dog masks? I mean, are you out of your nut? What the What? What? And then what happened at the White House yesterday? You got a, a, the, this this transgendered individual there for the Defense of Marriage Act, even though uh, you know gay marriage was uh, was codified by the Supreme Court when Barack Obama was the president. Are you serious? Don't, go do what you do. Go do what you do in the privacy of your old bedroom. But dear God, grow up. If you're gonna if you're gonna be in charge of something that's important, just don't have time for this nonsense anymore, dear Lord. All right, on the way. A little bit on the border. The biggest national crisis since 9-11 is coming our way. AOC's documentary does a face plant. A big old update from Maricopa County and Kerry Lake's uh, lawsuit to have the election thrown out. You can comment on any of those things at 800-922-6680. It's the Rob Carson Show. Back in a second. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is... The Rob Carson Show. My favorite Christmas song of all time, Mannheim Steamroller. And it was even before Rush Limbaugh was on the radio because this came out when I was in, like, middle school. This is still knocked. The reason why I like this song so much is because there's a bittersweet feeling this time of year when you realize that Christmas past is past. I lost my mom a year and a half ago. <clears throat> and uh, when I hear that song, it reminds me of the Christmases uh, at our home in Iowa, which were glorious. I mean, it wasn't a lot. I, mean, I remember a couple of the greatest presidents I ever got. We grew up, uh, it was funny, I didn't know we were kind of, I guess, poor until I became an adult, like like a couple of years ago. My mom brought it up and, and, and at, a, at a meal, it was like maybe six, eight years ago, she goes, oh yeah, we were poor. I went, what? We're, we weren't poor. We weren't poor. And then I got to put everything together. I'm like, oh, well, we raised our own produce, our own vegetables, our own chickens and all that. I didn't eat a McDonald's, but maybe, I think I ate a Burger King once before I could drive. You know, we, we couldn't order pizza because we live out in the country. We got government cheese one year. That was pretty cool. Nothing like a, a sleeve of cheese the length of your arm. I mean, we had so much cheese, we were eating grilled cheese without the bread. It was crazy. <laughs> I remember when I was in second grade, um, all I wanted for Christmas was a, do- a jar of dill pickles. I loved them so much. I just wanted a jar of dill pickles. I really did. That's what I wanted. <clears throat> and I got a toboggan. <laughs> but I rode the hell out of that toboggan. Toboggan is a sled that you uh, you millennials and Gen Zers, it's a wooden sled that curls up on the end. It's frequently seen in old-timey commercials. Then when I was, a, I think I was a junior in high school, I got a, an, an acoustic guitar. That was something. I had an electric guitar. And I got an acoustic guitar. It was gigantic. And then my senior year, I got a leather jacket that I really wanted, just a leather jacket. And that's all I wanted. Yeah, and that, that song reminds me of Christmas is Past. 
And then the, the Christmases in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, after my pa- dad passed away, they were glorious. And now the kids that I would buy presents for as their favorite uncle have kids. <laughs> yeah. So we are, my wife and I, um, we, there was someone in our lives who, uh, this could be the last Christmas. And so this year we are relishing it more than ever. And I hope that you do as well. And if you've experienced loss, like, uh, I've lost best thing to do is, uh, remember them with immense positivity and love. There you go. All right. Let's move on. Didn't want to be a bummer. I just wanted to uh, say sometimes this season can be tough, but uh, always remember the Christmas is past and the people were a part of it. So our border is wide open, and uh, the border is the, quote, biggest national security since 9-11. Republicans are demanding that uh, Alejandro Mayorkas be impeached, and he should. He should be impeached. He should be removed. He should be uh, tried and imprisoned for what he has done. And the person who has directed him to do the things that he has done, including creating the the, the uh, Department of Disinformation and collaborating with big social media and the mainstream media to control speech. All of these things should result in that little uh, gargoyle getting jail time. Nearly 20 Republicans led by Republican Andy Biggs renewed fresh calls to impeach DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. By the way, uh, I believe it's like the 19th that Title 42 ends, and there will be hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, streaming across our border. It is unprecedented. You've never seen it in our lives, and it is an invasion. It is an invasion of a sovereign nation. It's not helping happening anywhere in the world, and there has to be a way to stop it and punish those who are doing it. Here is a Representative Andy Biggs yesterday. And we're holding this press conference today to reiterate the importance of constitutional discipline for Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas in the 118th Congress. In August 2021, I was the first member of Congress to introduce articles of, of impeachment against Secretary Mayorkas. And now that we have the majority in the House of Representatives, I expect our party to pursue impeachment next Congress. Over the weekend, there were 16,000 illegal migrant crossings at the southern border, $97 million worth of narcotics seized. Customs and Border Patrol uh, sources said there have already been more than 500,000 encounters this fiscal year. It's not uh, already abundantly clear. Mayorkas has forsaken his oath to protect the southern border. I don't know when it's going to be more clear. According to Representative Brian Babin of Texas, here's more of, uh, of Mr. Biggs. Mr. Biggs. Secretary Mayorkas has committed high crimes and misdemeanors. His conduct is not incompetent. It's not negligent. It is willful. 100%. Couldn't agree more. We are a sovereign nation. One of the main goals of the federal government is to ensure the safety and security of the American people, and they don't do it. And they are allowing an assault to happen. People are finding dead bodies on their properties. Tens of thousands of kids are dying of fentanyl poisoning, which I call murder, because they're disguising it as other drugs, and kids are getting hold of what they think is maybe an ADHD med, and it has fentanyl in it. And there's a reason for it. 
And that our border is open like this and being breached in such a fashion, it is akin to lowering the gates of the castle and allowing whoever to come in and wreck everything. It has to be stopped. People will have to be held accountable for it. And then, then of course, they try to paint you as xenophobic or whatever phobic you are, but it's not. Ask anybody who lives along the border. Ask anybody who's been assaulted by an illegal. Ask anybody who's had uh, illegals with guns shoot at them. Uh, We've got uh, not only we have we have drug lords shooting across the Rio Grande at our soldiers using tracer bullets. It's time to stop the nonsense. Mayorkas. He is going to be impeached, unfortunately, because you've got to have a two-third vote in the Senate and the Democrats on the, the, the Senate. But there are other ways that we can demand change. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's The Rob Carson Show. All right. Donald Trump is saying he has a big announcement tomorrow on Truth Social, he said. And he said uh, he's going to be making a uh, uh, a big announcement uh, concerning America's need for a superhero. America needs a superhero. I'll be making a major announcement tomorrow, which is the 15th. We will see what the announcement is. But I think it'll be seen by more people than saw Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's new uh, documentary. It's a climate change documentary based on a bunch of BS is what it is. But anyway, it's called uh, To the End. <laughs> to the end. And it took four years to make, apparently. It was directed by Rachel Lears. Uh, she did a 2019 documentary called Knock Down the House. Also, uh, uh, about, the, about the 2018 midterms, I guess. Nobody saw that either. So filmed over four years, to the end captures the emergence of a new generation of leaders in the movement behind the most sweeping climate change uh, legislation in U.S. history, which, by the way, uh, failed. The New Green Deal uh, failed. And it was, uh, of course, a throwback to FDR, because that's all Democrats have ever done in the last, oh, about 80 years, is copy exactly what FDR did. It, it, it is. It's just creating a, a work, not jobs. Uh, that said, here's a little trailer from this uh, this uh, very little scene documentary, which, uh, by the way, um, it took uh, four years to make. Like I said, it took four years to make, and at theaters, it was shown in 120 theaters, and it only made $80 Per theater. So this giant document took four years to make, only made $9,667. Fighting for change politically requires faith. We are building an army of young people to stop the climate crisis and create millions of good jobs for our generation. Everyone wants to talk about this. You know, I, I got to tell you, and this happened to my generation, too. Maybe maybe less of a degree with Generation X, because we didn't really have time for this nonsense. We got out of college, and we just immediately went to work. And then we had kids, and and then we did. You know, we didn't, we didn't have time for this BS. But every generation comes out. They get out of college. They think they know everything. Oh, now I'm going to sound old. I don't even care. Uh, they think they know everything, and they think, oh, yeah, this is revolutionary. This is revolutionary. What I have to say is revolutionary. I'm going to change everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Racism. Racism is worse than it's ever been. We've got a rich and crisis in this country with racism. You know, it's, it's all crap. It's all based on a bunch of arrogance uh, and ignorance. Arrogance and ignorance. And the thing is, when, you, when you're on the planet, you'll discover this. If you're, you know, I'm not saying you're ignorant, you're 25 years old or whatever, but you're going to discover as you get a little bit older that you get a lot wiser. It really does happen. It's, it's just nuts. 
But when you let, uh, you know, idiots like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez just suddenly with her limited life experience and certainly limited intelligence suddenly decide that she knows exactly what you need, that should, uh, you know, send up a red flag. Passionately, but this is the world that I will raise my kids in. The more centrist wing is arguing that they want to maintain the status quo. Ain't nobody gonna keep us down. Oh, yeah, you got to have that kind of old-timey Negro spiritual going in the background. And that's what they call them. There's nothing racist about it. I was in vocal music for years. This is going to be the moonshot of our generation. Moments of crisis (laughs) crack open the window of possibility. God, everything about this trailer is a cliche. Sometimes I feel like my job is to get my hands dirty. You're not going to trip She us. never got her hands dirty in her life. Hell no. <laughs> now is the time to leverage our power. We have tens of thousands of new people joining. Yeah, you, don't, you don't have any power. You know, it's like uh, I always say when the students walk out of class because they're protesting. Uh, or, or you know, like uh, Netflix employees storming out, you know, Gen Z, millennials, whatever the hell. We're going to Netflix. We're going to walk out. We're, we demand that this and that, and we demand and we demand. And, and every time I hear that, I say, all you have to do is tell these people, uh, you're not in the position to demand anything. Now, uh, get to work and uh, shut up. All right? It's, 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 I don't know, what is, what is the process where somebody is, you know, 22 years old and they, they suddenly think they know everything and want to change everything because people have got it wrong and they've got it right and they're actually ungodly wrong. There's got to be something associated. The arrogance of youth, I'm assuming. But it's not just youth, it's just ignorance. I know a lot of young people who aren't stupid, <clears throat> including my son. He is not stupid. He's a very smart guy, very smart guy. Oh, and then there's this. Oh, I didn't bring this up. I, just listen to this. There's been a lot of talk about this on, uh, on the interweb these days. Could birthing pods solve Elon Musk's fears of population collapse? This is according to the UK Daily Mail. Scientists have unveiled a creepy concept video of human farms with hundreds of transparent artificial wombs that repul- replicate a mother's uterus. And here's the video that's been going around. You can't see this, but just listen to it. And imagine these little pods where little babies, like in the Matrix. Remember in Matrix, in the first Matrix, when uh, when Keanu Reeves unplugs the back of his head and he's in that pod? That's exactly what it looks like. Introducing Ectolife, the world's first artificial womb facility, powered entirely by renewable energy. Oh, well, it's, I mean, if you're going to have a baby harvesting factory, it's got to be uh, green. I mean, you wouldn't want to have like a, a, you know, fossil fuels in your baby harvesting factory. Ectolife allows infertile couple to conceive a baby and become the true biological parents of their own offspring. It's- As you're at the comfort of your home, home and your baby is in a pod, in a factory, growing. That sounds good, doesn't it? The perfect solution for women who had their uterus surgically removed due to cancer or other complications. With Ectolife, premature births and C-sections will be a thing of the past. Now you just pop that sucker open and there's your baby. Ectolife is designed to help countries that are suffering from severe population decline, including Japan, Bulgaria, South Korea, and many others. <laughs> you hear the, the video? They're playing little clips of the little flags in there. This is unbelievable. Wow. 
facility features 75 highly equipped labs. Each state-of-the-art lab can accommodate up to 400 growth pods or artificial wombs. Uh, they're growth pods. <laughs> Your baby's growing in a, in a growth pod. <laughs> oh, dear God. Every pod is designed to replicate the exact conditions that exist inside the mother's uterus. Except for you won't be able to hear the muted voice of your father screaming profanities looking for his keys. A single building can incubate up to 30,000 lab-grown babies per year. Ectolife. I think we need to hear that again. Holy, holy hell. 100 growth pods or artificial wombs. Every pod is designed to replicate the exact conditions that exist inside the mother's uterus. A single building can incubate up to 30,000 lab-grown babies per year. That's nothing. It's just the line, 30,000 lab-grown babies. I don't know. <sighs> Hashem Al-Ghali, a film producer and biotechnologist, created the lifelike film to start a conversation about such technology. Yeah, you know what? And I'm going to end it. How's that? Uh, that would allow women who had their uterus removed to give birth. Mm-hmm. Said it's based on 50 years of groundbreaking research. The uh, lab features 75 labs, each with 400 growth pods. Yeah. This, uh, you know, somebody was asking about this. Is this serious? Is this serious? No. Uh, guys, I thought originally it was a, uh, some sort of a stunt to launch a video game or um, a movie. Still not convinced it's not that. Because sometimes they'll do that, they'll create it, and they'll create a buzz, and then you'll realize, oh, okay, it's just a movie, whatever. But the birthing pods could uh, be an alternative to couples uh, with fertility problems. You just, you know, drop your sperm and egg off there, and they just grow it for you, and you get a call. Or maybe they deliver it to you like Amazon. Uh, new video, um, uh, artificial wombs have been the talk of the scientific community since 1923, by the way. When it was first introduced in a lecture by an English biologist, 1955, scientists unveiled a tank where they could grow a fetus. This has been going on for a while. Uh, the design featured amniotic fluid, a machine connected to an umbilical cord, blood pumps, an artificial kidney, and a water heater. We've well, got to have the water heater. 2020 researchers succeeded in creating a viable artificial womb in rabbits. Wow. Okay. Shh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think what we should do instead of the uh, bio labs where we grow babies is, uh, you know, if the planet's ending and all that stuff, like they say it is, just uh, launch a baby into space like uh, Cal-El and hope that he lands, uh, you know, somewhere on a planet and they raise him and he has superpower. Maybe that's our best uh, bet at this point. Maybe it is. I don't even know. Oh, um, uh, Carrie Lake appeared in court uh, for an emergency hearing uh, with her lawsuit against Katie Hobbs in Maricopa County. And it, it should uh, go forward because um, it's a joke. What happened in, uh, in, in Arizona is a joke. Everybody knows it's a joke. Uh, and I'm hoping and praying that um, the people of Arizona will revolt against this. And, and particularly, I'll just go ahead and say it, uh, government employees, if you feel like the election was stolen, then, you know, I'm just saying... There, there are things you can probably do that would uh, get the attention of the governor, the new governor. You know, uh, not violent. I'm not talking about violence. But anyway, uh, the Gateway Pundit reported that a runback whistleblower, they print thousands of millions of ballots, by the way, 
Uh, hundreds of thousands of ballots had no chain of custody. 25,000 ballots were added to Maricopa County's totals after Election Day with no explanation of why the number of remaining ballots could increase. Tens, if not hundreds of thousands of mail-in ballots with mismatched signatures were illegally counted in violation of Arizona law. That and the Secretary of State in charge of the elections uh, was supposed to fix the election problems in 2020. By the way, election problems of Nalfesas have been having in Arizona since at least 2012. She did nothing and she she refused to recuse herself. Then she threatened those who would certify the election to certify or else you go to jail. Other than that, nothing to see. The county also intentionally planned an in-person voting disaster on Election Day where printers and tabulars failed at more than 59% of the 223 vote centers on Election Day. Voters on Election Day turned out for Cary Lake uh, in a ratio of three to one. This is uh, Donald Trump attorney Christina Bob talking about uh, Runbeck, this company, and uh, their ties to the Democrat Party. The county is not allowed to outsource important aspects of the election. There's nothing in the law that allows them to do that. And they did that. They outsourced it to Runbeck, the oh. same company that prints the ballots, distributes the ballots, uh, has has the ballots returned to them throughout the tally process. The same company that Carrie Lake's lawsuit alleges they have a whistleblower saying that uh, ballots were being inserted all over the place to the tune of 300,000. Huh. And thank God for Gateway Pundit that broke the story last night showing that Runbeck has a lengthy history and repeated uh, uh, donations to Democrats and the Democrat Party, particularly Joe Biden and Mark Kelly were listed huh. on there. So. Huh. Uh, they have a lot of power. They've taken over the operations of the elections, largely from Maricopa County. And this lawsuit says Maricopa County didn't have the lawful right to do that. And therefore, Maricopa County's votes need to be set aside. Now, the uh, Runbeck family lives in Arizona. They were active Demo uh, Democrat donors, Democrat candidates. Uh, they supported them and Democrat PACs. Most interesting is that Robin uh, Runbeck, the wife of Kevin Runbeck, was a donor to the Stop Republicans PAC. This PAC PAC is one of the beneficiaries of the Nation Network of Campaign Finance Mules that fueled dark money through unemployed people to Democrats and progressive organizations. A lot of money came from one state, I believe it was Michigan, uh, people who were unemployed uh, giving money to um, Raphael Warnock. I reported that about a week ago. Kind of, uh, kind of weird, right? Kind of weird that. Runbeck, one of the largest companies that provide election services across the country. There are at least two states that have identified significant issues with Runbeck. And that would be Arizona huh? and Georgia. Weird. Kind of weird. So, I mean, it has to be challenged. It has to be challenged. It's ridiculous. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have anything else on this. Um, it says here that... Uh, the judge's decision, uh, he gave each side one hour of oral arguments. That will appear on uh, December the 19th is when that is going to happen. So we will see what happened. Apparently, um, they have already uh, met with the justice at one point. The defense counsel so desperate to discredit the evidence and stop hearing a, from occurring that the judge had to shut down them by asking them to stop advocating. So there will be a hearing, both sides, on the uh, 19th of December, and I hope for once that we can acknowledge that vote fraud is real and happening in this country, and to deny it is uh, nonsense. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. Yes. Ba, 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 ba. 
so um, years ago, I remember uh, years ago, Whoopi Goldberg, um, who was a comedian I used to respect a lot, uh, she said that, uh, I think I, I turned kind of like, hey, you know, she said that uh, you couldn't be, only white people can be racist. That's what she said. And I went, hmm, that's weird. <clears throat> because I had already determined at that time there's no such thing as reverse racism. Racism is racism. It's nonsense to... It really is nonsense to think of it any other way. Uh, racism is racism. But that said, San Francisco has a new guaranteed income program. And it echoes some of the failed policies of the past that helped to uh, wreck the nuclear family, particularly the black nuclear family. If you've done a little bit of research, you know that Johnson's Great Society uh, destroyed the black family in many ways. And one of the things that it did was, and I know this because my mom, when I was growing up, we had some apartments. And uh, we had some apartments in uh, Missouri Valley, Iowa, and we had uh, apartments in Maryville, Missouri. And my mom in the Missouri Valley apartments, it was more of a low-budget, low-income uh, place and so people would go there who were on what was called ADC and ADC was called Aid for Dependent Children. It was a law, I believe, it was part of the as the Great Society that would allow women uh, to be paid more if they had more children as long as there wasn't a father in the house. So it was uh, based on if dad left and left you high and dry, you get paid. But what it ended up doing was saying dad can't be a part of the family anymore. And it's happened in a number of ways. And if you don't believe me, just look at the number of fatherless households, uh, particularly in inner cities in America. And and I know this because my mom would say, we would say, oh, yeah, ADC people. Or we'd say, you know, uh, you know, there were literally families in Missouri Valley. You knew. And they were white families, by the way. Um, and, and it was, you know, three generations of welfare. We, we knew the, the whatevers were generous. And, and my mom would say that, you know, ADC, you, you just, you, 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 dad can't be around. And I had heard in like in the 60s, I wasn't alive for it, but I've, I've heard and I've done a little research that literally there would be agents who would come to homes and make sure there weren't men's shoes in the house. And, and San Francisco wants to do it up. They are guaranteeing income up to $1,000 a month for a full year, but only the black women, only the black mothers. Really? I'm not kidding. Program currently serves San Francisco will expand to 2023 to serve those in Los Angeles, Riverside, Contra Costa, and Alameda. You know, there are a lot of uh, other women who are poor, too. There are. Uh, the program, uh, women can receive 1000 bucks in guaranteed income, 12 months, serve 425 mothers in 2023. Uh, for, and this is a quote from Dr. Zia Malawa, Director of Expecting Justice, whatever the hell that is. For so long, black women have been excluded from the resources needed to have safe and healthy pregnancies. Really? Really? They're, this funding will provide pregnant people with economic stability during this critical phase in their lives while uh, allowing public health institutions to test a novel and promising public health intervention, which they did, and it wrecked a lot of homes. So there you go. There's that. I've got other stories we won't be able to get to today. Like, for instance, um, uh, California Democrats are handing out uh, uh, money, uh, to, uh, basically, to uh, people in San Francisco Bay Area, uh, but only for persons of color. Why do you need not apply? Okay. So uh, Washington Free Beacon reports that uh, three basic income programs in the Bay Area are barring white residents from participating. There you go. You cool with that? I know a lot of white 
people who are poor and who suffer in the same fashion. Believe it or not, uh, white privilege doesn't exist in the uh, you know trailer parks of America. All right, let's uh, let's come back and wrap up this thing today, shall we? This is the Rob Carson Show. If you would, subscribe to the Rob Carson Show podcast today. That would be great. All of the digital platforms available at NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. God bless you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. Have a good one, guys.